In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, on this day the Church begins a holy season of prayerful and penitential reflection. Our attention is especially directed to the holy sufferings and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. From ancient times, the season of Lent has been kept as a time of special devotion, self-denial, and humble repentance born of a faithful heart that dwells confidently on His Word and draws from it life and hope. Let us pray that our dear Father in heaven, for the sake of His beloved Son and in the power of His Holy Spirit, might richly bless this Lenten tide for us, so that we may come to Easter with glad hearts and keep the feast in sincerity and truth. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us. Spare us, good Lord. Be gracious to us. Help us, good Lord. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, Help us, good Lord. In all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death, and in the day of judgment, help us, good Lord. We poor sinners implore you to hear us, O Lord. To prosper the preaching of your word, to bless our prayer and meditation, to strengthen and preserve us in the true faith, and to give heart to our sorrow and strength to our repentance, we implore you to hear us, good Lord. To draw all to yourself, to bless those who are instructed in the faith, to watch over and console the poor, the sick, the distressed, the lonely, the forsaken, the abandoned, and all who stand in need of our prayers, to give abundant blessing to all works of mercy, and to have mercy on us all, we implore you to hear us, good Lord. To turn our hearts to you, to turn the hearts of our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and graciously to hear our prayers, we implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Remember, man, that you are dust and to dust you shall return. O God, you desire not the death of sinners, 
but rather that they turn from their wickedness and live. We implore you to have compassion on the frailty of our mortal nature, for we acknowledge that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Mercifully pardon our sins, that we may obtain the promises you have laid up for those who are repentant. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hast mercy on all, O Lord, and abhor nothing thee hast made. 
Thou lookest past the sins of men, that they may repent. Thou sparest them all, for thou art our Lord, our God. Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make refuge, until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God Most High, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thou hast mercy on all, O Lord, and abhor nothing thee hast made. Thou lookest past the sins of men, that they may repent. Thou sparest them all, for thou art our Lord, our God. The Old Testament Lesson for Ash Wednesday, is written in the second chapter of the book of the prophet Joel, beginning at the twelfth verse. Yet even now, declares the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. Tear your heart, and not your garments, and turn to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness, and relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent, and leave a blessing behind him, even a meal offering and a drink offering to the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, Gather the children and those who nurse from breasts. Let the bridegroom go out of his room, and the bride out of her room. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and don't give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord was jealous for his land, and had pity on his people. The Lord answered his people, Behold, I will send you grain, new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied with them, and I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O Lord, thou wilt not despise. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part 
Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bullocks upon thine altar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. The Epistle is written in the first chapter of the second epistle of St. Peter, beginning at the second verse. Brothers, grace to you and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and virtue, by which he was granted to us his precious and exceedingly great promises, that through these you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world by lust. Yes, and for this very cause, adding on your part all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in moral excellence, knowledge, and in knowledge, self-control, and in self-control, perseverance, and in perseverance, godliness, and in godliness, brotherly affection, and in brotherly affection, love. For if these things are yours and abound, they make you to not be idle or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is blind, seeing only what is near, having forgotten the cleansing from his old sins. Therefore, brothers, be more diligent to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For thus you will be richly supplied with the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. O Lord, have mercy upon us, 
Thanks be to God. not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. O remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, Be careful that you don't do your charitable giving before men to be seen by them, or else you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Therefore, when you do merciful deeds, don't sound a trumpet before yourself, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may get glory from men. Amen, I tell you, they have received their reward." But when you do merciful deeds, don't let your left hand know what your right hand does, so that your merciful deeds may be done in secret. Then your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. When you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Amen, I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your inner room, and having shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. 
Moreover, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites with sad faces, for they disfigure their faces, that they may be seen by men to be fasting. Amen. I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you are not seen by men to be fasting, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Don't lay up treasures for yourselves on the earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consume, and where thieves don't break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, for he is gracious and merciful. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, for he is gracious and merciful.
From the Small Catechism, The Lord's Prayer, The Introduction Our Father, who art in heaven, what does this mean? Answer, God would, with this little introduction, thereby tenderly urge us to believe that He is our true Father and that we are His true children, so that we may ask Him confidently, with all assurance, as dear children ask their dear Father. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, for members of our congregation, they know that my children don't really talk much when they're out and about. They're young. But at home, they talk all the time to their mom and to me. They'll tell us about another kid they helped at school. They'll ask when they want snacks or want to play a game or do a project. They'll tell us about a new dance or a new toy that they learned about or maybe a letter they learned about in school. They tell us all those things. They do what every young kid does. They go to their parents when these things happen for them or when they want things because They know that we, their parents, love them. We're their parents. We want to hear about it. We want to encourage them. We want to give them what they need and, when it's good for them, what they want. They come to us not to show off, not to show off to each other, not to show off to the world, but they come to us because they know that we love them. If they didn't come to me at all, I would wonder if they knew that I was even their father. But because we love them, they do come to us as our dear children to ask of their dear father, knowing that we'll listen, we'll encourage, we'll answer. Now, to leave that for a bit and to look at our gospel, Christ tells us that we need to beware of practicing your righteousness before men in order to be seen by them. In Matthew, we are, at, we are in the Sermon on the Mount. Christ is preaching to his church, and before he preaches this section, shortly before it, he preaches to the church that Our righteousness, the same righteousness he's talking about here, that he says that our righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. And before that, he says, to not hide our light. To not hide this righteousness. To not stop it from shining before others. Now, here he talks about ways in which he assumes we will exercise that righteousness. Uh, one, one is called almsgiving, or some people call it charity to the poor. And then also prayer and fasting are the other two. Notice how our Lord doesn't say if we will exercise our righteousness, nor does he say if we will exercise our righteousness in these ways, but rather he says, When you give charitably, when you pray, when you fast, he assumes that in our righteousness, we will practice these spiritual exercises, which for us in the the American Lutheran tradition, 
who may struggle with prayerful devotions on a daily basis or have all but forgotten how to fast, that Christ assumes all this can be eye-opening. Yet Christ gives us here instructions in how we should not exercise our righteousness in these ways. He tells us not to act like the hypocrites when we're doing them. So that when you give charitably or tithe, he says not to blow your own horn when you do this in church or in the community. Don't don't announce to everyone that you're going to do it. When you pray, he says not to be like the hypocrites that stand and pray and advertise themselves that they're doing it. Whether it's in church or in the community, maybe they're putting their arms up and waving them around. Maybe they're clasping them tightly with eyes closed. But whatever they're doing, they're doing it for all to see. So Christ says, don't pray so that men will see you. And he also says, when you fast, don't show it in your face. Don't tell everyone how miserable you feel. Don't tell everyone what you're giving up for Lent. Which can be a bit odd when you consider it. Christ, after all, in this same sermon says that we need to let our light shine before men. He says we need to have our righteousness exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. And while the scribes and Pharisees did not admit to being perfect, they did, in the eyes of many, live nearly impeccable lives when it came to following the law and the commandments. If there were If there was anyone close to being pure, it was them. And they did it. And made sure that everyone saw them doing it. So then comes the question, how then can we let our light shine before men if we aren't supposed to, if men aren't supposed to see us give charitably? How are we supposed to let our light shine if others can't see us pray or fast before them? How are we to be more righteous than the Pharisees if others cannot see us exercising our righteousness and praise us and see us do it? How can we then be considered more more righteous than the Pharisees if no one sees us? How is our light to shine? Yet Christ says, if we give charitably or pray or fast as the hypocrites do, he says, then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. In other words, if you practice your righteousness in these ways, like the hypocrites do in making a big show of them before everyone and his cousin, then the father in heaven is not your father. That's what Christ is saying. If you act like the hypocrites do for everyone to see you, then his salvation, his reward is no longer yours. Because these are the way, the ways of the hypocrites. These are the ways that they practice their righteousness. To understand what Christ is saying, we need to understand what makes them hypocrites. And what makes them hypocrites is that they act one way while secretly in their corrupt hearts believing in another way. So these hypocrites, they'll say their father is in heaven and then they'll give charitably, but they'll only give charitably 
Maybe when hand-delivering a large check before the cameras. They'll confess, I believe in God the Father Almighty, as they tithe the largest check in the offering plate. But only if they can put it in the plate in such a way that others that are passing the plate around notice all the zeros on their check right beside their name. These type of hypocrites will say their Father is in heaven as they stand and pray. Maybe with arms up in the air, maybe with hands piously clasped and eyes piously closed, maybe with words uttered that are far beyond the eloquence of all that hear. But they do so. They pray only if they can draw attention to themselves in church or maybe with their words on Facebook. These hypocrites will claim the Father in heaven and will give up something for Lent, but only if they can tell all their friends how hard it was to give up coffee, or if they can tell their family how hard it was to go without meat on Friday, or or only if they can give a long goodbye text to tell all of their loved ones that they're giving up their precious phone for 40 days. They claim their father is in heaven, but they do not go to him as children go to their dear father, knowing that they are loved. That's not how they, that's not how they go to him, even though they claim him. Instead, they claim the father in heaven while not going to him. They claim the father in heaven, but instead they go to the world so that they may be glorified by men. They claim the father for themselves while not going to be seen by him but to be seen by the world. The truth is, as Luther will say, they howl and growl day and night like fiends, none of them thinking of going to the Father for even a hair's breadth of anything. They never from the heart prayed for even a drop of wine. That is, they never thought about anything that they need. Instead, they wanted to do their own good works. These hypocrites want to create and practice their own righteousness. Believing that with the glory, reputation, and fame of the world, that they could earn their own reward from the Father. So they'll use the Father's name. They'll use the Father's name while, like hypocrites, they seek to make their own name. So with these hypocrites, they say they give charitably, but there is no true charity. They say they pray, but there is no true prayer. They say they fast, but there is no true fasting. They're only using the poor to earn salvation for themselves. They, they pray using words only for show. They only fast while, while being seen by others, but then in secret are gluttons. Instead, they reject the word of God, not believing him to be their true father or themselves to be his true children. They ask for nothing with confidence or assurance. They in no way go to God as dear children go to their dear father. Rather, they go to him as slaves looking to buy their own freedom with their own money from a taskmaster. 
They, they lay up their treasures on earth, treasures of men's glory or fame of, among men or reputation and riches. They lay up all these treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Where all is fleeting. Because their father is not he who sits in heaven. Being hypocrites, their father is he who is king of this world, who is a liar and a murderer. So then, when they perform all these things before men, they have received their reward, and their reward in full. And that is destruction and death. So Christ says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. That is, beware of falling into the trap of thinking that exercising your righteousness before others, you have then earned a reward for yourself. Christ is saying, instead, remember who your father is. Remember that your father is he who sent his only begotten son into this world to be conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin. That your father is he who sent his son into the world so that he may, in the flesh of man, go to the cross where he charitably, in great divine mercy, hung there for your sins as he gave his body for you. Remember, Christ is saying, that your father is he who sent his son into this world so that he, in the flesh of man, may pray in the garden until he sweat blood asking as a dear son to his dear father to let this cup of wrath pass by him. Only then to be told by the father, you must go. Go to the cross where he would utter every psalm in prayer as he bled. Or he would pray, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As the father poured his wrath on him and rejected him for our sin as our Lord gave his last breath for us. Your father, remember, is he who sent his son into this world so that he in the flesh of man may fast in the desert for 40 days and then defeat every temptation of the devil where Adam and all of us fail so that he may, as his mouth was like a dry potsherd there on the cross, and as his tongue stuck to the roof of his mouth as he's been hanging there for hours, so that he may say, I thirst. And he doesn't say it so that he might have his thirst quenched, but so that receiving the sour wine, he may finish the cup of wrath to the dregs. Your father is he who sent his son in the flesh of man so that baptized in the name of the Trinity, you may be united to the flesh of Christ so that he takes your sin there in the waters and there in the waters you receive his righteousness in salvation. You see, your righteousness is not your own. It's Christ that he earned in our flesh. 
and gave to you and me and all the saints of the church. So then we ought not exercise our righteousness by giving charitably, praying, or fasting so that others may, may see us. We must, we must not exercise our righteousness as if by doing so we are earning our own righteousness or our own reward. With Christ's righteousness, we do not need the glory of men. We already have Christ's righteousness and his glory freely given to us. We need not be seen by the world. For God Almighty sees everything we do as a dear father sees his dear child. Like my children coming to me because they know I am their father who loves them based on nothing they did to earn it. So we go to God Almighty as dear children go to their dear father. So this Lent, as we exercise our righteousness in these ways, we do so already knowing whose we are. We do so already knowing who our Father is. He is the one who gave his only begotten Son so that we may be sons of God. The Father is righteous and complete because he is merciful and forgiving. And having Christ's righteousness, we are as well. And so he who in secret sees all that we do in secret does so as a father, as like a father over his children. And so now with Christ's righteousness, having been forgiven, we can now give charitably. That is, we can show mercy to the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the sick, the persecuted, and the imprisoned. Not so others may see how great we are, but so those who are needy may see the light of Christ's righteousness in us and then, having seen that light, come to glorify the Father with us. We don't let our light necessarily shine in public. We let our light shine on those who need Christ's love. Oftentimes in private in secret. With Christ's righteousness, we can also now pray not to be seen by others or to earn favor with God. We already have favor with God because we're his, we're his children. But we pray because as our Father, He has promised to hear us as we petition Him for all that we need. As we tell him all our anxieties, all our worries, all our fears, and as we pray for others. And not only has he promised to hear us, but as we pray in our small rooms all alone, he has promised to also answer us, knowing what we need before we even ask for it. With Christ's righteousness, we can now fast, not to show others how pious we are, but so that we can now sense our own mortification, our own death, so that we can confess with our lips and our bodies our own helplessness before the Father. We don't confess this to make ourselves holy, but so 
by sensing our helplessness, we can, in fasting, cling to Christ crucified evermore, whether that be in scripture, preaching, prayer, or even if we fast before we receive his body and blood in the sacrament, so that we can remind our flesh that it is not in charge, but that our bodies are temple to the Spirit, who is now in control. So that in the repentance of fasting, we may also confess in fasting that we hold the promise of the Father's reward. We confess that this body will die and a new one will be given to us. A promise that we wait to be fulfilled and a promise that is right now even ours. That is the reward of eternal life found in Christ. Where in eternal life we may enjoy the treasures we have laid up for ourselves in heaven, which may never be destroyed or stolen. And this treasure is the treasure of Christ and the church, Christ and all the saints, who bore the light to us and to whom we bore the light to. The Father's treasure is your treasure. The Father's heart is now your heart. His righteousness is is now your righteousness. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also, with Christ and all his saints in the life to come. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, 
where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I said, O Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Return, O Lord, how long? and let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let thy priests be clothed in righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. O Lord, save our rulers. Let the king hear us when we call. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Remember thy congregation which thou hast purchased of old. Peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palaces. Let us pray for our absent brethren. O thou, our God, save thy servants that trust in thee. Let us pray for the brokenhearted and the captives. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Send them help from the sanctuary, and strengthen them out of Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto Thee. Almighty and everlasting God, who hates nothing that You have made and forgives the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of You, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who resists the proud and gives grace to the humble, grant unto us true humility after the likeness in which your only Son has revealed it in himself, that we may never be lifted up and provoke your wrath, but in all lowliness be made partakers of the gift of your grace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, who has taught us that all our doings without charity and love are worth nothing, send your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and all virtues, without which whosoever lives is counted dead before you. Grant this for your only Son, Jesus Christ's sake, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. 
O God, who by the meek endurance of your only begotten Son did beat down the pride of the old enemy, help us, we beseech you, rightly to ensure in our hearts what our Lord has of his goodness borne for our sakes, that after his example we may bear with patience whatsoever things are adverse to us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Almighty, everlasting God, who through your only Son, our blessed Lord, has commanded us to love our enemies, to do good to them that hate us, and to pray for them that persecute us, we earnestly beseech you that by your gracious visitation they may be led to true repentance and may have the same love and be of one accord and of one mind and heart with us and with your whole church. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who desires not the death of a sinner, but would have all men to repent and live. Hear our prayers for all unbelievers. Take away iniquity from their hearts and turn them from their idols unto the living and true God and to your only Son, and gather them into your holy church to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Confirm, we beseech you, Almighty God, your unworthy servants in your grace, that in the hour of our death the adversary may not prevail against us, but that we may be found worthy of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ thy dear Son, that thou hast so graciously protected us this day. And we beseech thee to forgive us all our sins and the wrong which we have done, and by thy great mercy defend us from all the perils and dangers of this night. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the evil one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.